Hi and welcome to the Girl Next Door podcast. I'm your host Renee Bennett and this is a leadership podcast for ordinary girls compelled to lead an extraordinary life. Make sure you come and find me on social media, girlnextdoor.podcast. Welcome to the Girl Next Door podcast. It's so good to have you along again. It's Renee here. Uh, I hope you've had a great week. I have. It is school holidays here in Queensland in Australia. So I don't know where you're listening from. I know there are people from, gosh, all over the world. We've got people over in Canada and UK and America. I think you guys are kind of coming out of your summer. We're coming into our summer. It's getting really hot here. Anyway, let's get straight into today's episode. It's kind of a part two on last week. So last week we looked at one way that we can massively increase our influence. And I was talking about increasing and upping our personal standards. And last week, I really honed in on on us girls. Um, And I had so many people come up to me during the week and go, oh, I listened to your podcast. And oh, I've got some advice for this week because I promised you that guys, it's your turn. So make sure that you share this episode with every guy that you know, share it with every girl that you know, share it with every parent that you know. We are going to do the gentleman's rule book today. So I want to start off with this great quote that I read, and I thought this was awesome. It went like this, good manners and good cologne is what transfers a man into a gentleman. Guys, I'm telling you, there is nothing better than when a guy smells really good. And all the girls will be like, yes and amen. I mean, there's like, there's boy sweat smell, man sweat smell. That's manly, but it's okay. (laughs) But we love cologne. Cologne, amazing. Anyway, I have got so much to get through today. I put out there a poll and a question on social media. Overwhelming responses Um, In fact, I might not even be able to get around to everything today, but I'll try and fit as much in as we can. So today we are going to look at one way, well, the the one way to massively increase a guy's influence by increasing their personal standards. So like I said last week, we cannot influence those who have higher standards than us, or if we influence them, it will be to a minimal degree. So You know, we talked about how old-fashioned, classy behavior is really not old-fashioned at all, but the gateway to massive influence. So I honed in on the girls acting like ladies and what does that look like. So today we're zoning in on the boys. Now, interestingly, there was an awful lot of opinion out there on how guys should act. Girls, you really, really know what you want. Guys, listen up. In fact, a lot of guys also responded to the question on Instagram and the poll, but it's probably the most responses I've ever had when I've put a question out there. So this is crazy, the amount of things that you um, that you all said. So I'm going to share them with you as we go through the podcast. Um And I don't know why girls are so opinionated on this. Maybe we're more set on what we want. Maybe we know what we want. Guys don't know what they want. I don't know. I don't know. Maybe you can help me there. I hope that this podcast helps you girls be a little more picky on what to look for for a guy because we shouldn't lower our standards when it comes to 
to guys. Um, our standards should be high. And to all my secret GND boy listeners, this is for you. I hope that this helps to guide you a little bit. And I hope that if there's some parents listening, that it helps you to, I guess, shape and think about how we are raising our boys. That's super important. So we're going to have a bit of a secret look here today at guys and what we really need, what society needs from our guys and how you guys can massively increase your influence by lifting your personal standards. So being a gentleman is no more old fashioned than being a lady. I established that last week. In fact, being a gentleman, just like being a lady, is also the gateway to massive influence. So let's break down what that looks like. Okay, here's a role model for you. Last week I talked about uh, the difference between Miley Cyrus and Kate, Duchess Kate, Princess Kate, whatever she's called. I think if I could pick one male that I hear so many males man crush on, and so do the girls, it would have to be Harvey Specter from Suits. He just seems to be the ultimate man's man. He's the guy that seems to somehow all the guys love him and all the girls love him. So there's my there's my role model example. Unfortunately, Harvey Specter is not a real person. <laughs> Disappointingly. All right. Let's start off by looking at the definition of a gentleman. Then we're going to break down the behaviors and the character of a gentleman and then we're going to launch off into a few things to do with dating. And that's where one of the polls comes into it. All right, here we go. Definition of a gentleman. A civilized, educated, sensitive, or well-mannered man. Or another definition is a chivalrous, courteous, or honorable man. They're the two definitions of a gentleman. So I'm going to start off with one characteristic that I actually think is the most important characteristic of a gentleman. And one of the Girl Next Door listeners actually threw this one out there. And I was like, yes, and I can't believe she was the only person to say it. But that was that gentlemen, true men should be God-fearing. This is the number one quality that makes a gentleman. Now, if you're not a Christian listening to this and you know you know what worldview I'm coming from, but if you don't share my worldview, then I would still say that you need to find a guy and that guys need to think about what their value system is. That is the most important thing because when you can identify your value system, your behaviors will follow suit. And so I know for me, regardless of even my worldview, I would always admire a guy who's got a good, high standard value system. And this is for so many reasons. So for example, when a guy can follow something other than his own lead, for example, when he you know, believes in something greater than himself, like when he believes in God, that shows incredible maturity and humility. When a guy can say, I love God, that is actually really attractive because he's leaning on a wisdom and a trusted wisdom outside of himself. It shows that he has values. Give me a guy with values. It shows that he believes in something. That is so important. A lot of people now they don't know what they believe in. And I think it is very attractive when a guy knows what he believes in, where he's got, um, I guess, vision of where he's going with his life. 
Because all of those things, knowing what they believe and following something outside of themselves, that actually brings a certain sense of safety for all of us around that person. And um, I think one of the reasons is we know that when a guy has got good values or when a guy knows what they believe and when a guy believes in godly values, well, we know that he will always treat those around him. Well, hopefully he should. He should treat all those around him well. Okay, so let's go more into the behavior side of things. Um Guys, I'm telling you, if you want incredible respect and influence, and if you want to attract a true lady, if you want to set high personal standards, if you want to have great influence, no matter where you go, whether it be your job or wherever you are in your place of work, uh, even you know if you're a student at uni, bring back the gentleman. So the hands down, okay, I'm going to go a little bit into some of the things that you said, but I agree with you. The number one thing and I am so proud of you all for mentioning this on the survey that I did on social media, had to do with men being chivalrous. I was actually really surprised at how many of you actually use that word chivalry because I am I thought maybe you guys didn't even know what that meant. So we are going to split this into two. We're going to look at how a true gentleman is chivalrous. And we're going to look at, firstly, what that looks like when it comes to a guy's behavior. And then secondly, what it looks like when it comes to character. So first of all, what does it mean to be a chivalrous man? It simply means to be polite, kind, and unselfish, especially towards women. That's what the definition of chivalrous chivalrous is, to be polite, kind, and unselfish, especially towards women. Now, guys, I am batting for you hard here. I bat for you guys all the time. The feminist agenda has made a lot of you nervous to be truly chivalrous because girls are being told you don't need a man, anything a man can do, you can do just as well, if not better. So if you guys dare, you know, hold a door open or do something chivalrous, that can be almost seen as offensive to a girl. So you dare not hold open a door or open the car door or pay for a meal or let a lady walk into the room first you know what Cameron said the other day? It's so funny. He goes, oh, I stopped opening the door for you because we now have central locking. <laughs> like, what? What's that got to do with opening a door? Um, but guys, I want to say to you, don't let the few girls who might be offended by that scare you off because a real lady will let you do those things. All right. So let's look at some actual examples of what it looks like in our behavior to be chivalrous. Now, these were a few that you guys talked about. You actually had some amazing suggestions and some of these suggestions came from guys. And then I'm going to add a few more in. All right, here we go. Number one, he hands his jacket to a lady in the rain or when she's cold. That's nice. That's true. Karen does that a lot. So you guys have to freeze, okay, for us. Number two, a a gentleman walks on the outside of the path closest to the road. That's a pretty thoughtful thing to do. Like if you were walking and a guy said to a girl, I'm, you know, even if you, by the way, I'm not even talking about if you're dating. I'm just talking about if you are in a friendship group or you're with someone, guys should just automatically walk on the roadside. 
And you know what? That makes us girls have heart melt. Uh, Number three, he offers you a drink before he makes his own. That's important. You know, Cameron and I have been married 22 years and he will always, if he's making himself a drink or a juice or whatever, he will always make one for me. Like that 22 years. And I do that for him too. All right. Number four, he waits for you before he starts eating. That's good manners. I love that. You know, we need to teach these things to our kids at the dinner table. It's important. Number five, he lets a female sit down when there's only one chair. Yeah, that's that's really important. So there's only one chair or he's sitting down and a, and, a, and a girl walks in and there's no other chairs around. He gets up and offers her the chair. All right. They were a couple of your suggestions. So well done. Clap, clap. I agree. Let me add a few more. All right. Here's another one. When taking a girl on a date, the guy should always pay. All right. No, no Dutch treats on, on a date. If you've asked a girl for coffee, you pay. Uh, number seven, and some of these, by the way, are from um, gentlemen like websites, which is awesome. Uh, a guy will help any woman with her baggage. That's very good. At an airport, for example, I have been on planes where I've been by myself many times and my carry-on luggage is like, it's not too heavy, but it is heavy when it comes to, you know, putting it in the overhead locker. And I've been in both situations. I've been in majority of the time situations where guys just look at you struggling (laughs) to put the bag up. And then very occasionally a chivalrous guy will come along and go, I'll do that for you. Win, win. Yes, please. Okay. What else? He always opens the door and lets a lady go through first. So if you are with a bunch of people, don't barge through the door, open the door, let them through first. All right. Number nine, he is always well presented. All right. Your turn guys. I bang on about this to the girls. So it's your turn. Um, now, like I said to the girls, it doesn't always have to be a suit, you know, or really, um, really, you know, formal clothes. You can be casual. I love casual, but just be neat, not sloppy. Iron your clothes, look like you took some care, clean your shoes, make sure that they're, you know, not looking like you um, garden in your shoes. Smell nice. OMG, this is not overrated. Girls love it when guys smell good. Um, You know, when Cameron and I were, before we were dating, I think it's before we were dating, and I was his life group leader and he was my assistant and he was not driving at the time. Another story for another time. And I went and picked him up, I remember, and um, I, but I could always smell, I could always smell his aftershave on the seatbelt. <laughs> I always thought, oh, that smells so good. Um, here's one that you are going to laugh at. Am I the only one here? Guys, can you just shave your neck hair? Am I the only one? If I literally, if I want to see how, um, you know, well-groomed a guy is, I look at his neck. I'm like, has he got neck hair? Maybe I'm being tough. Um, as for being rough shaven or clean shaven, that really comes down to personal preference. Some girls really love it when guys are clean shaven. I personally love roughly shaven guys, which is why I really like Bed Brad Cooper on The Hangover <laughs> because he's got this long hair bit of a stubble happening. It's like, yes. Um, Number 10, a firm handshake and eye contact. 
I remember when Ashton was in primary school, he had this particular male teacher who was brand new and I worked at the school as well. And I'm telling you, I walked in very open-minded to welcome this brand new teacher. He gave me a handshake like a slippery wet fish, did not look me in the eye. And straight away, I was like, this is going to be one long year. He had no personality, no drive, no manners, no get up and go, sloppily dressed. And do you know what? It said everything about him because guess what? His teaching skills were about the same. I was so disappointed that year. I ended up going to the to the principal and just saying, these are not our standards at our school. Um, and so it's really important because like I say, everything about you says something about you. I summed up his teaching abilities literally within 30 seconds. Okay, what else does a gentleman do? They walk a girl to her car or even just walking a guest to their car. This doesn't even have to be a guy walking a girl. Um, the other night, Cameron and I went and spoke at a year 12 leaders retreat for our good friends um, here in Brisbane, um, Emerge Church. And the youth pastor that we've worked with for a long time in Youth Alive, Joe, shout out Joe, we love Joe. And he made sure that he walked Cameron and I down, you know, down the lift to the car. It's just really good manners. It just shows a lot of class. Um, And I don't know, is this just me? But I mean, I drive Cameron around a lot, but hello, we've been married 22 years and I like to drive my car because does it trigger you when people move your car seat and your wheel and everything else? It really annoys me. I think I've got OCD, but um, it's really nice when a guy offers to drive. Well, I think so anyway. All right, we're going to move down into character. So we've talked about what chivalrous behavior looks like, gentlemanly behavior. So let's look at gentlemanly character. All right, let's look at some of your popular ones. So I put a question on social media asking what you think is one characteristic of a true gentleman. Like I said, there were overwhelming responses, so I can't go through all of them, but let's look at your most popular ones. Do you know your number one, hands down, other than talking about chivalry, was you talked about you wanted a guy to be respectful, but that kind of came out in a few different ways, um, like not objectifying women, loving, loving and honoring his mom, and just respectful behavior in general. So um, people really relate respectful, respectful behavior from a guy. The other one I was really surprised at, there was two things I was surprised at. The next most popular comment from you guys was, that you think a gentleman is kind. I was surprised at that. I was like, hey, I kind of thought that would be more associated with um, a girl, but you really rated men being kind. The other thing I was surprised at that no one talked about, I think one person said it, no one talked about um, a, a man being you know, masculine or strong. And I think that's a whole other podcast I need to look at about this whole masculinity because masculinity is definitely given a bad rap. Um, guys are taught that it's toxic and I think that's really dangerous to teach guys that that's toxic. Um, but I thought that was interesting that it did not come up as a characteristic. But instead, things like gentleness came up and I thought, okay, I probably would not you know, um, think that a, a gentleman is particularly gentle. I, I'm quite surprised that so many of you said that. So I 
I'd love you to tell me why, why you said gentle. I would not put that as a number one, unless you're thinking about yourself. That's probably what I was thinking, that a lot of these were how you want a guy to treat you as a female or how you as a male think that a girl should be treated. In that case, gentleness, tenderness was another one that came up. Uh, Another one that came up quite high on the list was patience. And the next one was someone who listens and someone with integrity and someone who is selfless. They all came up on the gentlemanly um, options from you guys. All right, let me add a few. I'm going to add about three that I think you guys didn't talk about. One thing I think is really important for a gentleman is that he knows what he wants and he goes after it. This is really attractive when guys make decisions and they know what they want and they gun hard for it. And I'm not talking about gunning hard for it in in an arrogant kind of a way, but to me, a true gentleman, they're a decision maker. They make decisions. Um, And there's nothing worse than a guy that can't make up their mind. And that's whether it be their life goals, what they're doing with their life, when they decide to go for a girl. Oh, there's a whole other podcast. We want to be chased. We want a guy to want us. All right. The second thing that I thought you guys left out was a gentleman knows that anything worth having is worth working hard for. So this comes back to one of my top values that you hear me talk about a lot, which is work ethic. Everyone admires a guy who works hard for something. And again, that could be a degree. It could be, you know, something that he's building. It could be that he's saving for something. Um, It can be anything in your life, but they work hard for it and they know they don't want a free pass. They don't want shortcuts. They don't want a free ride. And thirdly, that I think a gentleman knows the difference between arrogance and confidence. There's a really fine line between the two. Um, You know, let me tell you a bit of a story of when Cameron and I, before we were dating, I think we might've talked about this on the Valentine's Day podcast, but do you know when Cameron was trying to win my heart over, he actually wrote me a card and I must try and find it because I know I've got it around somewhere. And he wrote me a card about the 10 reasons why I needed to date him. <laughs> I can't believe he did it. And I think he wrote, it was hilarious. I think he was writing things like, you know, he wrote some character stuff, but then he wrote, because you need somebody that's tall and athletic. And he was just giving himself a big rap. It was hilarious. But I remember at the time thinking, is this arrogant or is this confident? And I landed on the side of confidence just. And one of the things that attracted me the most to Cameron was that he was really confident. Even right down to, you know, he'd take me out somewhere and he would never even say, you know, oh, he might say sometimes, where do you want to go? But I'm the opposite. I never know. I'll pick the same place every time. Where do you want to go? Oh, let's go to Coco's and have a coffee. (laughs) It's the cafe around the corner. But he always has a plan, always. And I love that about him. All right. So there you go. We've broken down a gentleman's behavior and character. 
I just wanted to give you the Urban Dictionary definition of what it means to be a gentleman because I think it actually sums it up really well. And then we're just going to have a quick look at dating. So the Urban Dictionary says, a gentleman is a man who does not cower to outside forces. So see, this is where the strength comes into it that everyone seemed to miss on social media, but they don't cower. He is strong and true to his word. I think that's a huge part of being a gentleman, someone who is strong and true to his word. He does the right thing, even if the right thing does not seem the popular thing. His strength of character is apparent in his presence as he enters a room and exerts not arrogance, but confidence that is contagious to others. A true gentleman never lacks a friend because a true gentleman is a friend. The word gentle in gentleman is not in the sense that he is soft, but that with his confidence and aura, others might feel comfortable in his presence. Boom. Guys, rewind a few seconds. Listen to that again. Guys, write it down. Study that. That sums up to me a gentleman because it's got the right balance between strength and integrity and confidence and kindness. It's got everything in there. And I love the part about it's he can walk into a room. His presence can be felt entering a room. And um, I would have to say that again about Cameron. Babe, I hope you're listening. I'm giving you a great rap today. Cameron carries a presence in a room with him and it's not arrogant and it's not one that says, watch me, watch me. It doesn't draw attention to him. There's just a strength of character and a strength around him and aura and it makes others feel comfortable in his presence. That is a true gentleman. Okay, let's get to the bit I know you want to hear about. I asked you, I did a poll on social media saying, should a guy be the one to make the first move on a girl when it comes to dating? Is that being a gentleman making the first move? Now, there were two two opposing views, but it definitely, definitely went one way more than the other. So one point of view was that Either a guy or a girl can make the first move. And in fact, apparently, according to one person, a guy finds it attractive when a girl makes the first move because it shows that she is confident and it's more unexpected. Is that how you feel, guys? The other opposing view would be, and someone said this, um, that if we want guys to take the lead in our marriages, our family and our homes, then shouldn't it stand to reason that we want them to take the lead with dating also. All right. What did you say? Overwhelmingly, overwhelmingly, you guys polled that the guy should still be the one to make the first move. Now I know that my audience is probably more on the conservative side, but we're talking on my girl next door Instagram, 82% of you said a guy should make the first move as opposed to 18%. On my personal social media, 85% of you said a guy should make the first move and 15% said um, no. 
So where do I sit with this? I actually also think a guy should make the first move. So back in my podcast about could or should women be sole senior pastors of a church, I explored this topic a little bit. And I talked about the God-given role of a man to be the protector and the leader of a home, a family, and a church. So I actually agree. If that's our view and we want the men to take the lead, then I think that that should begin in the dating process. Um, I personally... Look, it probably comes down to personality and it depends on what you are looking for. Uh, But personally, I would find it really hard to respect a guy if I did all the chasing or if I asked them out and I did the initiating. And I think the reason for that is, is like I always say, I I look down the track. I, I think forward. I look forward. And for me, if that's your personality at the dating stage, then I think it would drive me nuts if you didn't then that guy didn't take the leadership in other areas of our life down the track. That's probably why I would prefer and think that the guy should take the leadership because I think the guy should take the leadership in the relationship anyway. Okay. So girls, if you want to be the one to make the first move and take the lead, go for it, but then just be really mindful and don't complain down the track when you're making the first move in other decisions and other areas of your relationship. Okay, let's go further down the rabbit hole just for a second. I've had a few conversations around this lately. Um, And that is around if a guy does ask a girl out and does the initiating, that takes a lot of courage. Oh my gosh, I would not want to be a guy guys, I don't know how you do it. In fact, someone did say to me on social media, um, they messaged me about the poll and they said, um, I'm too scared to make the first move. And someone pointed out to me, and I thought this was a great thing to point out that as girls, we have the responsibility to treat guys' hearts with care. Um, especially in these cases when we don't return their feelings you know, it took guts for them to ask you out. So the least that we can do is being really respectful in the way that we say no. And we can do that by simply as confronting as that kind of a conversation is by saying thank you to them. Thank you for your courage. I really appreciate that um, you've been so honest with me, but then be honest back about, but I just don't share those feelings. Okay, secondly, the other thing that I've heard a lot is that in church world in particular, um, that guys are a lot more cautious and less likely to ask girls on a date. And that's probably true. I've seen this for a long time. I remember girls used to complain about that back when I was a teenager and where are all the guys and no one will ask us out. Um, I think the reason is because the second you take a girl on a date, instead of feeling like, you know, there's room to explore and if it doesn't work out, oh, well, you don't ever have to see them again. Well, you have to return back to church life and and the community that you're in. And everyone else in the church community often jumps on you both, talks about you, the gossip mill starts, and everyone's got you married before you even get to your second date. So we do need to see a change in this culture. I think that we need to give people room to, you know, go and have a coffee, go and have a date and not put pressure on that couple. See, I'm just doing it by calling them a couple. Don't put pressure on them, but just let them, you know, explore. Um, So the other thing, of course, that I always tell my kids is always 
go in big friendship groups. Be a, be a friend first. And I always encourage my kids. It's really healthy to go and hang out together as a group of guys and girls. And when you do that, guys, there's your opportunity to show your gentlemanly, chivalrous behavior. Okay, let me finish with two things. One is, one, this was quite funny, and this is a shout out to one of my um, one of my secret GND listeners. But when I asked what's the one characteristic of a true leader, somebody actually said, Sandy, and Sandy, you know who you are. He is incredible. But he basically was put down as the absolute top role model. Um, so there you go. He's single too. Ooh, there you are. <laughs> Shout out for Sandy, who is literally the ultimate gentleman. Also, I want to tell you about a series that I've got coming up. Oh my gosh, I'm so excited about this series. And you're probably going to be shocked by the title, but that's okay. Um, We are going to talk about, and I don't know how many sessions I'm going to take because I really want to take time to break this down, but we're going to talk about the sexual gospel. You might wonder what the heck that is. Well, you are going to have to tune in soon over the next couple of weeks. I have got a guest who's a good friend of mine who is the best teacher I know around all things sexuality, sex, etc., etc. So we are going to break that down um, because I think it's really important that we talk about that for our own sake, but also so that as leaders, we know how to go about talking about this in our youth ministries. So we are going to hit that topic up and I'm really excited for it. So make sure that you tune in soon. And meanwhile, uh, please share this episode go back to the other episodes, catch up, share them around because that's the best way to get the news out there. And of course, we've hit over 20,000 downloads, which is great. And I hope you all saw the free wallpapers that I put on my story. I'll put them up again a few times in case you missed them. I've got one on my phone. It looks really good. So there you go. I love you guys. I hope that helped. And I cannot wait to see you or speak to you next week. Bye. Make sure you come and find me on social media, girlnextdoor.podcast.